so good to be with you guys this morning. Um, I think we got a lot of folks uh, traveling on, on the road and, and, and ending up with uh, the, the last of the, the Christmas break stuff and whatnot. So, uh, but we're, we're grateful that you're here and grateful for just the things that are going on. Um, it's, today, we're going to do something a little, well, it's not really different from what we do. Every, every first Sunday of the new year, basically, we try to just kind of go over some things. And we're just trying to look at, at, at things that the church has been up to, um, what, we're, what we're doing. And we want to talk to you a little bit about, about kind of where we're heading and, and have a little bit of vision. You know, the great thing about God is that, is that we don't have to have today, you know, that His grace and His mercy is new every single day. And so regardless of where we're at in life or what's going on in our lives, there's always the opportunity to just start fresh with God. God is like just each and every day, as a matter of fact, with Him, moment by moment, it's just an opportunity for us to just recommit, to, uh, to just look up, uh, to begin to trust and to walk with Him. There's, there, we don't have to wait till the first of the year, right? As a matter of fact, in all honesty, we're all, I, I, I've got a few things like, I, I, you know, I, I'm going to change some things up, right? Aren't we going to change some things up first of the year? Anybody else? Well, we probably won't, but that's okay. We'll, um, we'll probably just keep doing what we've been doing, but, but we'll talk about it and we'll, we'll make a fresh start. But it is good. There's nothing wrong with a milestone. There's nothing wrong with mile markers in, in, in our walk and in our lives and things like that. And so, so it is kind of the close of 2022. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm kind of, honestly, I'm pretty glad to close it out. I, I really am. I'm looking forward to, to some new things. Um, I'm, I'm actually just kind of praying after 2020, 2021, and 2022 um, in my life personally and in the church I'm praying and asking God for just the normal amount of weirdness and dysfunction. That would be, like, perfect for me. Let's just keep it at a normal level. I, you know, it's always going to go on. But it seems like the last few years have been really rough. They, they really have. There's just been a lot going on, a, a lot of difficult things. And um, I also feel like 2022 was kind of, when I look back on some things, I'm, I'm looking, you know, there, there's still a lot of COVID stuff going on last year, this time when we're kind of starting off 2022, it feels like it was kind of a whole year of almost trying to get our step back a little bit in the world and in the church and things like that. Just so many things had, had been altered and changed uh, through the whole thing with COVID. And, and so, you know, we just kind of have tried to start figuring out what we're about and, and what, what normal looks like again. So let's just kind of, we're just going to go through some things. We're going to just kind of look at some things that happen throughout the year. Um, I, I want you guys to know that it's always our goal. It's my goal. It's the board's goal that we always want to be transparent in, in everything. Um, all of our stuff, our financial stuff, all those things. We have an outside group. Parker Mellinger takes care of all of those kinds of things. And, and anybody, anybody is welcome at any time. If you, if you feel like you want to look at, at, at a statement or whatever, you know, you're welcome to that. None of this is, is, is meant to be things that aren't uh, just on the... On, the forefront, and, and we want to be totally transparent in those things. We want to be transparent about who we are as a church and where we're going as a church. We're happy to talk about any of those kinds of things at any uh, given point. So let's just kind of look into a few of these things. In January last year, we had Elisa, and she came on staff. Uh, she came on staff part-time at that point in time because Molly was still um, with us full-time. Uh, she came in to kind of help out with some administrative need and, and those kinds of things. Uh, Matt and Molly Pecuconis were doing the Foundation of Freedoms uh, five-part series. The Geiger small group was doing the Sermon on the Mount. 
And we began this series of Mark that we just finished up, uh, the, was it the 11th or the 18th? I can't remember, but anyway, uh, we just, we just uh, finished that up, I think the 11th, and so uh, got through the series through, through the book of Mark this last year. Um, Rock Java, our, our coffee card in the back, remember that that is our high school youth group, and they basically are, are manning that or organizing that, and maybe they get some help from, from different places and things, but, but basically what they do is they're, they're picking a, a fund, they're picking a group that they want to support and, and have that money from the coffee cart go to missions. 100% of it just goes to missions. So if you ever want to give to what they're involved in, you can go get yourself a coffee or you can just drop some, some money in their jar over there or whatever. They've also got it. You can scan a card or whatever. But last January, they, they began supporting what's called the HER campaign. And it's a serve, it was serving women who had been subjected to trafficking. That's the ministry that the HER campaign is about. And so, you know, human trafficking in our world is, is, is massive. It's huge. It, it, is, uh, it is a thing. It, it's this ugly thing that is an underlying thing in the, in the culture that, that we have around sporting events, major sporting events, and all of this kinds of things. There's massive amounts of, of, of women and children and things like that that are trafficked into those areas. We live in I-80 and the interstates and those kinds of things. We don't think about it happening here, but it's coming through our state all of the time. And, and it is a huge problem in the world. They figure that in the United States that there are probably roughly 60,000 uh, people that are um, in some form of slavery in our country today. As a matter of fact, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. In modern times today, and today in history, there are more people enslaved than there have ever been in any point in human history before, right now. And so that looks like indentured servitude, that looks like uh, different forms of that, and certainly um, a lot of sexual slavery and, and things like that that are going on. So as Christians, it's important that we are, are participating in this, that we're actively doing what we can do into our communities and participating with different ministries and things like that that are, that are helping to alleviate that problem in our world. So it's something that we all need to know more about. We need to be really um, understanding and up to date on some of the things that that looks like so that, you know, hey, you might see somebody sometime and it's good to know when to make a call and help somebody. So that was their campaign for, for last January and for a while. Um, missions last January, and we're just going to kind of break down month by month what we did, and we'll kind of get, get an overview of, well, of some different things. And, and understand, too, that at different times, different months, <clears throat> there's different things that are going on. You'll see different amounts and stuff like that. That's because there's certain points in time where we've just given, you know, large chunks or something like that, and some months that are, you know, just less. But we're committed as a church to be a missions church and to have a minimum, a minimum, absolute minimum of 10% going back out of the church and into missions and benevolence into our community and into our church body as well. So missions, we had $275 that went into, that were basically went into missions last January. Now outreach benevolence, what is that? Outreach benevolence is when we have people from the community that give us a call that, that need help. Sometimes we, we work closely with apparent liaisons with school systems and things like that. They sometimes alert us and tell us about families that have needs, um, different things like that. Uh, we work with Salvation Bill McDonald, who is, uh, is uh, looking to be, uh, will be 
voting on him the next couple of weeks for, for a board position here, an elder position within the church. Uh, he works for Salvation Army. We work with him quite often. We work with the other churches and different things like that. But all of the time, every month, we are serving needs in the community in outreach, and we're trying to help people and trying to help them to flourish and trying to help them to do well. Now, when we say that, I want you to also know that I also have a real, uh, my position on giving and things like that is this. As a church, when we make some of those decisions is that we want to help. And sometimes it's not helpful. Sometimes it's not helpful to pay somebody's MDU bill. Sometimes it's not helpful to allow, to, to uh, kind of prop somebody up in a way that allows them to maintain an unhealthy lifestyle. And so we won't do that. We won't do what, if, if, if what we're doing to help isn't helpful, then we're not going to do that. So uh, that's kind of our attitude. With that, though, you have to understand and know that those things are going to happen. So as a church, we know and understand fully well that at times we're going to get taken advantage of in those, le- uh, in those things and all those kinds of things. But that's okay. That's, we're, we're here to help. And we want to make a difference into our community. We want to help people. Uh, the, so that was $450 last January that went out during the month. And then $250 is our congregational benevolence. And that's this idea, too, in the book of Acts. It says that, that, that the, the, the church helped to meet the needs of one another. And so that's what we do as well. So we have congregational benevolence or giving that we do within the church. When somebody within the church has need and comes to the church and asks for help, we are there to help them. So that last January was $250 as well. So February, we did a Next Steps, which again, Next Steps is just meant to be a three-part series that you can jump in on any, at any time and understand about the church, about our statement of faith. Um, we're going to share the gospel, and we're going to teach how to share the gospel and we're, going to, um, uh, we're also going to talk about gifts and serving within the church and look at the idea of, of, uh, um, of uh, what I was going to say, uh, serving and, and, and membership as well, too. Um, so we had that in February. Uh, Chateau de Hog. You're probably wondering, what the heck is the Chateau de Hog? It is the dining experience of a lifetime is what it is. It's Groundhog Day, which was so important, right? For, to take your, your, that special person in your life out to Groundhog Day. You never want to miss that. So our youth group does a dinner that night. And last year, Chateau de Hog raised over $1,000 for the HER campaign. Um, again, for, uh, to help women who have been trafficked. Um, when they came to their census group, uh, started the, a series on First Peter. Um, we did a Valentine's tea and testimony time with Lisa Coots sharing right? And sharing much about her experience with being diagnosed with terminal cancer, okay? So new year, new thing, new thought. I don't know if you're aware. Many of you are. Some of you are not. Uh, Lisa went in and she had a scan done on her cancer and the doctor said, I can see nothing in your lungs. Praise the Lord, huh? I mean, that is so awesome. I am so encouraged by that. Obviously, there's more things to that, but last year when she went in and got a, 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 a scan, they said, we, it, it, they're smaller. And this year she went in and she got her, her scan, and they said, we can't see any cancer in your lungs. Praise the Lord. He answers prayer. He still heals, and he does it today. And what an encouragement to us as a church body who have been praying for Lisa just diligently for this whole time to, to hear that kind of news. I hope you're encouraged. I am. Uh, the Geigers in, in February did a study of Noah and Abraham. 
Um, we also participated with the Legacy Pregnancy Center. Um, uh, Sarah Keller always uh, helps us and heads up the, the, uh, the bottle uh, the bottle fundraiser where we, you grab change and things like that and put it into um, a bottle. And so that was a way of partnering as well with the local pregnancy, crisis pregnancy center here in town. February 23rd, we lost Austin Goodrich, passed away, went to be with the Lord. Um, and so uh, that was um, a hard time. We, we had a lot of loss that just kind of seemed to keep coming within our church body. And we did an eat up, catch up, pray up, which again is just a, it's a it's a time where we we get together, we share what's going on. Uh, the the board usually gives a, a the elder board gives a report of what's going on in the church, maybe a little report financially, uh, some thoughts about where we're going and what we're doing and those kinds of things. We spend some time in prayer together and we eat a meal together. Um, and so, like I said, we always do that on the we generally try to do that the last Sunday of the month prior to the first Sunday of the month is when we have communion. So that leaves a whole solid week if we get in a big fight or something at the, at the eat up, catch up, and pray up, we can make up before we have communion the next week, all right? So anyway, um, Rock Java, they began to support the Crazy Love Foundation, um, which uh, is, is a foundation um, headed up by, oh, what's Crazy Love, help me, Francis Chan, yeah, it's Francis Chan Ministry. So missions, in February, we gave $4,218 into missions. Our outreach benevolence was $362 that month, and our congregational benevolence needs within the church was $1,111. March, we did the next steps again. Told you about that. We had a knee hockey tournament. So what's knee hockey? We just had a bunch of kids, and we uh, had kids from within the church and people within the church and the hockey community. We had a big knee hockey tournament, which is exactly what it sounds like. We just had big hockey games on our knees. We had a, a, a big, we have a big, uh, we set up a rink out here with some padded mats and stuff, and we just had a great time with a bunch of kids. We had Cokes and, and craziness. It was wild. Um, it was, yeah, it was borderline uh, over the top. But we had a great time. It really was. Everybody got pretty competitive, and it was fun. We had buzzers and, and, and sirens and the whole bit. And it was a great time. So we, we did a knee hockey tournament. And the knee hockey tournament was the very first thing that got knocked out when COVID hit. We were just set to do it. And it was that week when the whole world just shut down. Nobody knew what to do. And so we shut down our knee hockey tournament. So we had gotten that going in March. And again, that was kind of that time where we just started getting going again as a church body, it felt like, or as the world, really. Read Small Group started a 52 weeks through the Bible. Um, March 17th, we did Austin uh, Goodrich's Celebration of Life here in the church, and we live-streamed that out so that family members and people that, uh, for Austin's family, um, which he was pretty, uh, Austin in his life, and some of the decisions and the things that he had made, he, was, he, was, uh, he wasn't close with his family. Him and his family had some struggles, but, but I was able to, we were able to find them and contact them and then have them to watch the celebration of life that we did for him and live-streamed and stuff, and the family was super grateful for that and to know that he had had a church family because they were estranged from him, and they were so grateful to know that at the end of his life and stuff that he had a church family and that he had people that that were there for him, that cared for him, and loved, loved him, and, and were checking in on him. Um, March 18th, we did a, a worship night, which was just um, an opportunity for whoever just to come in. The worship team came in, 
and just praised, and, and people came in, and we just did a worship night. Uh, Mike Clarney was, was baptized um, in March. Uh, Chance did a, a lame deer run, um, and uh, so more, more about that here in a little bit, but, but yeah, Chance uh, took a bunch of stuff, took a lot of donations to the thrift store there in lame deer. Uh, March 29th, uh, we did a ladies' night um, here at the church, just kind of a fun night for the ladies to all hang out and do some stuff. Uh, we had Luke Summers come onto the board last March, um, so thank you, Luke. He's been a great addition to our elder board. Um, that month, last uh, March, we did missions, $248, congregational benevolence was $342, and our outreach benevolence was $400. Okay, April, we did Next Steps again. We had a 307 prayer time that we hosted here at The Rock, and it was just a, it's a corporate time of prayer where we provided the worship and the prayer, and we guided the prayer as people from other churches in the community came as well, and we had a great night of prayer, um, and we had, we had some, it was, it was a cool, it was a really neat night. Um, our Good Friday service, uh, we had obviously there in April. We did Journey to the Cross here. We, we, we weren't able to go out to the Kreslock Ranch because of the weather, but we, uh, we had it here, which is really a cool event when it works out. And, and basically at Easter, we just go out to the Kreslock Ranch. There's a big wooden cross up on a hill, and we just walk. We, we come here, we meet here, we have a message. We go out there to the ranch, we w- climb the hill, we take a, a piece of paper and just write the things that you want to nail to the cross. We nail those things to the cross. Uh, those things get taken off and put into a box and prayed over throughout the year. John is faithful to pray over those needs, not knowing what they are, but just, just knowing that there's needs and that those are in there, and he prays over those throughout the year. So really cool opportunity to be involved in something cool when we get back to Easter time here. We did an egg hunt for the kids. Uh, there was also an Easter photo op, thanks to uh, Tessie Piscina, who offered her services as a photographer to um, take pictures of families and stuff at Easter time. Uh, Rock Java went to Josiah Venture in Ukraine, a ministry reaching out to the people in Ukraine and the struggle that's going on there. Uh, we, took, we provided uh, snacks for YTOP uh, to Coffeine Elementary. The other thing, too, that we, that we did um, that I forgot to put on here was that we took food platters around to the fire departments, to the ambulance, to police station, to the hospital, just to say thanks as a church, just saying we appreciate what you do. It was great because we were able to take chance and make him go to the police station and offer them food, which really blew his mind that he was going there and giving them food and a, and a peace offering and blessing them. And so, but anyway, we, we did that as well as a church. Um, we had a ladies' mini retreat April 22nd. We did eat up, catch up, and pray up that month as well. Uh, there was a ladies' Bible study that Elisa began on the book of Joshua. We uh, did a baptism for Brianne and Andrea. Uh, there was a Tongue River uh, just hike, just a fellowship hike uh, on the 30th. Missions that month was $1,246. Congregational benevolence was $540. And our outreach benevolence was $604. Uh, in May, we updated our bylaws, our, uh, made a draft available for review to, to the congregation. Again, we've taken and we took and we placed well, the biggest change that we made in our bylaws and our, it was, was to just make them more biblical on a lot of levels and not just official for the government's purposes. But we embedded to our statement of faith, um, our views on, on, on marriage, gender, sexuality, all of those kinds of things um, were placed into our church bylaws. 
um, so that they are there, so that they're a part of our identity and who we are, and who knows what's going to happen one day with all of these things uh, and, and the potential for persecution over belief. So we wanted to have those things embedded in there, so we updated those things and we got those out for review. Those things have now been um, ad adopted and, and they're officially our bylaws and constitution. Uh, the Geigers did a revelation study. Um, when they came to their senses, started a, a, a four-week study on the book of Ruth. We did another ladies' night tea and testimony. I think that was Anna that shared on that one maybe that night. Um, there was a VBS training session that happened that, that Pam put on. Um, we honored our graduates on the 22nd. Um, Anna did kind of a, a, a thing after school for, for moms of sons in particular. It was called Raising Young Men with Respect. Um, in May, for missions, we gave $2,322. Our congregational benevolence was $2,331, and our outreach benevolence that month was $1,682. You guys still with me? We doing okay? Yeah, okay. Next steps we did in June. Elisa took over for Molly. We had Molly who, who, um, who uh, stepped out of her position as administrator, and Elisa stepped into that position in June. Um, when they came to their senses, started a book of Jonah study. We did a men's backpacking trip. Uh, it went June the 30th through the July the 2nd this last year. And we just went up to uh, Geneva Lake and hung out for a couple of days. In the past, we've, we've climbed Cloud Peak. We've done Bomber Mountain. We've done some different things. But this time, we kind of had a little bit simpler one. We just went to Lake Geneva and camped for a couple of days. Um, <clears throat> and Chance caught a, a, a lake trout. No kidding. It was this tall. Well, it was huge. It was really cool. Yeah. Legacy. Uh, we did Legacy Walk for Life. Um, so we had a team, a church team that participated in that, and um, I think we were second again. Just kidding. Um, but anyway, uh, we did the Walk for Life on the 9th as well um, and, and, and raised money for Legacy for the Pregnancy Center here in town. Uh, we had a 10-week study that began called Men Stepping Up. Um, certainly that is something that men need to do. Uh, we have uh, kind of... Uh, we historically, as men, um, have kind of stepped away from a lot of the, the, the responsibilities that God has given us, and so it was just an encouraging 10-week study about stepping up as men. Uh, Phil did a biker fellowship on the 26th where they left here and rode their bikes up to uh, uh, Bear Lodge and grabbed a burger and then rode back. Uh, that month, we did $278 in missions Congregational benevolence was $415. Our outreach benevolence was $450. In June, we hosted um, what's called, a Sher was called the Sheridan Worship Project. Um, it was just a group of people from different churches that had gotten together that wanted to provide a Monday morning worship time. It wasn't our thing. We didn't organize that, but we just hosted it and allowed it to happen right here in the building. Um, so the building as well gets used at different times throughout the year. Um, there's a group, there's, we've had a grief group that meets there every Tuesday from one of the funeral homes here in town. Um, every Thursday morning, there's a business group that meets there. Um, we also use the building this year for Antelope Butte to do their ski swap. So we don't, we don't charge for any of those kinds of things. We just think it's a blessing that we can bless back our community. Um, the, the building's been used for weddings, it's been used for funerals, it's been used different ways. And we generally, uh, we also too, oh, the other thing too is that um, the SCOPE program does their graduations here 
um, about once a quarter or twice a year or something like that. They, they get together and they come in here and they use the building and their facility for their graduation. So that's a really cool thing as well. What's that? Oh, yeah, and the voting happens here too. We, we try to... No, just can't talk about that. No, no, we don't. We don't. I know it's on live stream. We leave it alone. We just let it happen. Um, <laughs> we get in trouble. Huh? Um, so uh, there was Ladies Fellowship Hour that happened throughout the summer that Elisa did. They met up at Kendrick Mansion um, and just hung out and talked and kind of did some discipleship and those kinds of things. Uh, there was a devotional book, The Path to Peace, I think, that they were using for that. Uh, we had Quentin Brooks and Tori that, that uh, came, Tori Longris, and they shared about EdgeCore, which is um, a kind of a, it's a navigator's thing. It's a, it's a cult, collegiate ministry and that they're involved with. Uh, the church supported um, these guys in their efforts and as they were raising support to, to work at UW, at the campus of UW. So what I want to really try to stress, too, is and, and have you start to see is this the, 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 the span of ministry that we're talking about. Sometimes we get kind of focused and we're looking, you know, we, we don't really realize how many different things, but you were a part of ministry this last uh, year and ongoing throughout this year, last semester and coming up at the University of Wyoming as well. Uh, men's retreat, we did the 22nd through the 24th. Uh, Coffeen Park again, uh, hung out for a couple days, had a good time, caught some fish, did some hiking, all those kinds of fun things that we do pretty much every year at Men's Retreat. We had a VBS uh, the 25th through the 29th. We had 20 volunteers and we had 41 kids that came from the community and from the church uh, to our VBS. Um, let's see... Uh, we had, uh, we took another, we collected some more uh, donations for Lame Deer, another biker fellowship on the 31st there of July. Uh, there was a love offering that we collected for Ukraine at that point in time. In that month, we did $1,069 to missions, $140 to congregational benevolence, and $812 to outreach benevolence. August. Church camp out, 12th through the 15th, we had a baptism there. Nolan Keller got baptized at church camp out this last year. Um, it's a, a great time to, we have the 4-H campground that we go up and we just do um, a, a church camp out. So put that on your radar, be thinking that about that. We'll, be, we'll have the dates probably coming up by February or so when that's going to be this next year. Uh, when they came to their senses, uh, did a Thessalonian study. We did the praise in the park, which was where we partnered with the different churches around town and some different worship teams, and we, we, uh, we had bounce houses, we had the axe throwing trailer, we invited the community just to kind of just threw a party as our, it was the view of that, and invited the community to come in. We had a great night of praise and worship uh, that night at Kendrick Park, and we pretty much handled all of the logistics of that. And probably, and we kicked in as a church about $2,000 probably to have that event happen. Um, August was a rough month for the church. We experienced a church split, um, basically, or the beginnings of that in August. And that's been a really hard time. It's been really hurtful and hard for the church and hard for everybody that's been involved with that. And we're just uh, really trying to get our step, basically, again after that. Um, 
In August, missions were $1,012. Congregational benevolence was $58. Our outreach benevolence was $760. September, we had all church meetings on the 4th and the 18th that were basically dealing with the struggles that we were having that, that led to kind of our church split, um, trying to work those out as a family and talk through some of those things. Again, it's been a whole rough kind of uh, end to the, to the year here. The ladies uh, were doing the book of Judges. Uh, there was, we did our fall kickoff, a luau, and we finally did our mortgage burning. So that's another cool thing. I, I think it was more than a year ago now that we actually paid the church off. But we did finally get to do our official mortgage burning, and we had a fall kickoff and a luau, which kind of, a fall kickoff is just that, trying to invite people from the community and different things like that as we get going, as school starts back and people start really kind of getting back into church. Uh, junior high started back up the 25th. We had missions that month, $3,400. No congregational benevolence, and the outreach benevolence was $844. In October, we did um, a Next Steps. Um, we had Operation Christmas Child got started. Uh, Chance went to Lame Deer with refrigerators and heaters, and um, we... we uh, that the church purchased, that we'd had some money for missions to Lame Deer. Um, we sent about $1,500 in refrigerators and $400 in heaters to what Pastor Dean was starting, uh, and Morningstar Baptist Church there was going to start a recovery center there. Um, I hate to say that I have gotten some news that Pastor Dean has some very serious allegations that have been kind of... Uh, put up against him, and so I'm saddened by that, by whatever's going on. We don't know what's really going on at this point, but um, yeah, things are, it's not good there. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future here with uh, our outreach that we've been doing up into Lame Deer. Uh, the church obviously is still in, intact, but um, there's some serious things going on for sure. Missions that month were $1,900, congregational benevolence was $648, and our outreach benevolence was $306. November, uh, we had a shoe packing party, 120 boxes the church packed up and paid for the shipping. We had people that, that uh, kicked in and, and helped and gave so that we could pay the shipping on 120 boxes as well as pack and the, the contents for 120 boxes for Operation Christmas Child, those things going all over the world. Uh, Rock Java money went to Operation Christmas Child at that point. Uh, we did a baptism for Cecilia Piscina that month. Uh, we had missions of $200. We had congregational benevolence of $100, and outreach benevolence was 813 Hang in there. We're almost done. December, we did 16 families for uh, Sheridan Adopt-A-Family, which is uh, an outreach into the community where we try to provide Christmas or help provide or link people up to provide givers and people in need so that we can help provide for Christmas for people within the community and we, we help to provide for Christmas for 16 families in Sheridan. Another cool thing that happened is um, I, 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 a guy I've gotten to know um, who isn't a believer, um, isn't in, involved in the church or a church at all, but uh, him and his family wanted to distribute some money. And so they came to me and said, hey, we've got $5,000 that we want to give away. You know, would you do it through your church? And I said, absolutely. We'd totally do that. We'd love to. 
And, and so uh, we, we partnered with them, uh, this anonymous donor, and we distributed $5,000 through, throughout the community, um, again, working with some of the parent liaisons and stuff at the schools and different things, helping to provide Christmas uh, for some single moms, for some families. We help people get into an apartment. We, we've just really got to, to just be blessed to be a part of and I love the idea, too, of partnering with some folks that are outside of the church because that links them to the church and, and helps them to, to have a, um, you know, a, a connection to it, you know. People all the time are just afraid that the church is just out to get your money, you know. I mean, it's kind of the big thing. The church just wants your money and stuff. But, but to have these guys come and actually see the church as, as a means of, of they could help us to, to distribute this money and help it to go out is just, is just really cool. So, uh, of course, we love to give money away like that. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's really a blessing to get to do that. We had our Christmas play, and thanks to everybody who helped out with that. We did our Blue Christmas, which, again, if you're not familiar, Blue Christmas is just an acknowledgement. We do it um, before Christmas uh, in our evening service, and it's simply just an acknowledgement that, hey, Christmas can be a tough time of year, that... that different times, different things, different situations going on in people's lives. We want to acknowledge that, hey, we recognize, we feel that what you're going on in your life, we acknowledge that, we know it's not easy, and we're with you. But we also are going to acknowledge the light of the world and the hope that is before us, that we aren't crushed by our struggles, but, um, but we have a God who's greater than those things. Uh, Christmas Eve, we had a great service here, a great candlelight service. The place was full. Um, it was really cool to see. Um, be awesome if we could get some folks to come back to that, you know, come back. I, t I always try to remind people of that every time. Look, we do this every week. Just come on back, you know. <laughs> you, don't <have> to <laughs> so, you don't have to come at Christmas and Easter only, you know. You don't have to be CEOs. You can, you can come every Sunday. Anyway, Christmas Day we had a nice service. Not often that Christmas uh, Day falls on a Sunday, and so we had a busy weekend there. Uh, Bill McDonald and Brent Moore, again, uh, have stepped up and uh, will be voting the next couple of weeks as far as um, approval voting and stuff to, uh, from the congregation uh, for those guys to step into the position of uh, on our elder board. Uh, Christian Piscina, we, we came beside him as a church and sent some money with him, and we're going to be hearing from Christian I'm hoping this next week, but, but very soon, about his trip to Argentina. I know that he has pictures. He sent me pictures where he had bought like 60 bags of groceries and given those away in Argentina. So again, I mean, let's just start to get a bigger vision for what we can do and what we can be. I mean, you start looking at this stuff and you start thinking like, wow, wait a minute, we had an influence at the University of Wyoming, in Ukraine, uh, in the, the HER campaign against uh, trafficking. We're, we're making a difference in our community. We're making a difference within our congregation. We're, we're, we're reaching out. We've, we've reached out to Nepal and to Ukraine and to just these different places, through, especially throughout the years and stuff, that, that you're having, you're making uh, a difference. Um, our missions in December that we gave out were $8,300. Um, our congregational benevolence was $1,500. Our outreach benevolence was $4,000. And this is crazy, but in this year, this December, and, and, and this, this is just something to celebrate again, but we had the highest year-end giving that we've ever had. $71,000 came into the church in December. I mean, that... 
That, it is. It's something, really is something, because we can take that and now we can, we can do things. We can do ministry with that, right? And, and so $71,000 is a 40% increase in what we generally, in, in a good year-end giving year kind of a thing. So it also, because of that, we ended the year with like the biggest, the best quarter that the church has ever really had. And so that's just super exciting. So for the year 2022, in, in general, we gave $17,300 into missions. We gave $7,437 into congregational benevolence. We gave $11,035 into our outreach benevolence, and we did a total of about $35,000. Now, that's, that's a rough number because we haven't, obviously, I haven't got our December financials yet, so, so this isn't really in stone, but projected and looking at where we're at and different things like that, we gave out about $35,000 as a church body throughout this last year. Um, and the different places in the groups and whatnot that, um, that, we've, uh, that we've partnered with and that we've helped out, and we did Kids Life, Sheridan Foster Parent Exchange, uh, we helped to support Misha and Rosa in Ukraine at a very crucial time for them, a huge time. And we sent them, uh, what was $7,707. Lots of sevens in that. I like that. Anyway, um, we sent that to Misha and Rosa this year, which is huge for them. I mean, it's literally life-changing for people. Sometimes we think, oh, it's just not much. This is life-changing for them. I mean, they're in a very difficult time right now. Uh, Lame Deer, we were uh, involved in missions there. Um, again, uh, really saddened with that, but we'll keep moving and seeing what happens. The Her Campaign, Operation Christmas Child, Navigators, the Crazy Love Foundation, Josiah Venture Ukraine, and Legacy Pregnancy Center. Um, in the last five years, the church has given out gifts of $171,944. We've given $95,000 to missions, $22,970 to uh, within the church and the outreach people out in the community. We've given $36,756. So there's just so much that we can do. You know, I mean, it's the reason that God has this set up like this. I think there's two reasons that God has this set up like this. The church. See, the church is crucial. There's, there's two things. One is this. One is that as we come together, we're so much more, right? We can accomplish together what, what none of us can ever accomplish independently. We just can't get it done. But, but together, when we come together, and we come in a common vision and a common desire to change and affect change in the world around us, we can do that on a level that... Um, that we just can't do that individually. The other thing is, is that, um, you know, see, see, God wants to get us all together because, see, this is a group of people that would never, ever get together, most likely, right? You see, that the diversity of the church is this amazing thing where we have people from all kinds of different situations, all kinds of different backgrounds, all kinds of struggles, all kinds of financial situations and whatnot, and we bring it at one place and we unify it under the cross, and that diversity becomes unity, which begins to point back to the very character and the nature of who God is. And then we become kind of this weird group of people who are, who are working together to affect change and to do some things into the world. And it's a really cool thing, you know, that we're, we're meant to, to come together to encourage one another to one another's ministry outside of this church. 
You know, we have ministry. The reason we get together here on Sundays, and I hope today, to some degrees, you're, you're encouraged by what's been going on and where we're at and encouraged about the future because I'd love to see us just keep giving more. Let's give more. Let, let's, 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 let's recognize the abundance that we have, and let's be a church that's giving more. Let's, let's have those kinds of goals. Let's try to give away $50,000. You know, let's, let's, let's move towards that. Let's, let's, let's be a church that's on purpose. So, the future, what are we looking at? Well, to be honest with you, we are in a spot right now where we're just assessing where we're at even. After, after the turmoil that we've been in, in as a church, we're assessing like, well, where are we at? Who do we have still? Who's, still, who's here? Who's committed? Who's uh, moving forward with us? Where are we going? What kind of resources do we have? Um, what is our need right now? And to be honest with you, we're, it's going to take a little bit of time to figure that out. We're not really, we haven't really figured that out yet. There are some things that I'm just super encouraged about. There are some things I'm really sad about. But regardless of what goes on or where we're at, we have to remember this. Jesus is building his church. Jesus is building his church. Try isn't building Jesus' church. The board isn't building Jesus. You aren't building Jesus. Jesus is building his church. And he's going to do something with this group of people. He's going to do something with us in our ministry on every level, both here in, within our body, out into the community, and then further afield, out into the world. We're going to be doing the things that he has called us to do. So as a board, we've been reading a book called Simple Church, and I think it's been a really timely book for us. It's, it's just about simplifying church. Sometimes church gets way too complicated. We become churches that are just trying to create new programs and do all of these different things. And so what we want to do is really have a laser focus as a church. We want to really uh, bring it in on a vision, a statement, a vision, and, and, and understand that without a vision, the people perish. Now, our vision always can't be so hard in, in stone that, we, that we're unyielding or unmoving we have to have some room at different times to, to be able to see what God is doing and, and, and move a little bit in, in accordance to that. But, but we want to just do everything that we're doing in accordance to our vision statement. And I'm going to tell you this. It's really going to be about discipleship and small group ministry um, because these things are ultimately are Jesus' uh, model for growth spiritually and and, and bigger. I, I really don't have any interest in like we're not going to try to get big and, and you know I'll do all these outreaches and stuff like that. We'll allow Jesus to build his church and my vision for us coming into this year is that we all go deeper. That we begin to go deeper. That we get deeper roots. Deeper roots together to encourage one another. To go deeper in our own ministries. To grow. To be healed up to be discipled and to participate in discipleship. See, because we come up a lot of times, we're like, oh, this church is doing that church. This church is doing this, and they're doing this, and oh, we got to do this, we got to do it. Well, no, we don't. We need to make disciples. That's the way that the church has grown. That's the way that, that a difference is made in people's lives. This thing is this thing that starts with little things. It's, 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 it's how are we participating and how are we um, joining in with the mission and the vision and the, uh, uh, the work of the church. So, so we're going to be talking a lot about discipleship, um, about small group ministry. Um, Brent and Jeannie Brooks, who have been with the church since day one and know 
all the history and all of the stuff that goes along with that, and they, they, the vision that they're going to take over small group leader ministry, and I'm super excited about that. They're just going to, they're, they're not going to change anything. They're just going to be there to support the leaders of the small groups and to help us to, to grow together and to grow closer. Um, there's a thing that we're going to start. It's called Home Point, and Home Point is a, is a discipleship kind of a model. Um, it's, a res- it's about resources. Honestly, we're going to have a whole resource wall of stuff for people to grab for any kind of different struggle that they might be having. Um, it's also a discipleship thing. It's, you, you send these packets out with two parents at every birthday of their kids, and it's a, it's a discipleship model for that whole year for the parents of, of how, to, how to help to disciple your kids. See, because the church can't do that. The church can't disciple your kids. We can't do it. We don't have enough time. The influence that you have as a parent is much greater than the influence that the church really has. And so what's happened too much in in the church is that parents have relegated to the church the discipleship of the children. Well, the church is here. The job of the church isn't to to do, it's to equip. And and so that's really what we want to start to aim to do is to equip, better equip people to disciple their kids, to disciple someone else, and to be a disciple themselves. Um, So, you'll be hearing more about that. Um, We'll be moving into that here in the new year. We're also going to start a a Wednesday night, kind of a group night. Uh, We'll have several groups that are going to be available on Wednesday night. We'll have child care. We'll have a group for the elementary kids. We already have junior high and high school youth groups that are meeting on Wednesday nights at 6.30. And we're going to have just kind of a, a, a place for everybody on Wednesday nights. Uh, so you'll be hearing more. We'll, we'll, come back. we'll be giving you details of that for the next couple of weeks. And we're looking to potentially start on the 18th with that. And so I'm really excited about that. But I think, like I said, that, that uh, the real focus, the goal, and, and, and where we're really kind of wanting to head is to just um, is to go deeper to go deeper together, to really just encourage one another, equip, and to move forward in what God is calling this church body to do in this community. And he's not calling us to do everything, you see. And that's why it's really important that we have a vision uh, for, and, and an understanding of what God is calling this church to do. Because there's so many good things to do um, that we can't do them all. Uh, there's a saying I like. It says, the good is the enemy of the best, Right? So if we, if we just do all the good things, we may miss the best thing, the thing that God really has for us as a church body. And so, so we want to just laser focus. That's where we're headed. So with that, we're going to, take, we're going to move into communion. It's our first uh, communion of the new year. And so maybe just spend some time, you know, just kind of uh, evaluating, talking to the Lord about, about, about what that looks like. What, what does he have for you? You know, where are you at? Um, if, if, you know, sometimes God uses an example. He tells us to, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And Anna, we were talking about this yesterday, and I said, well, or Anna was just talking. Somebody had said, what, what if you use that as an example for, for the church? What if everybody did church like I do church? What would church look like? Maybe something to just kind of think about and to, and to look at and to ask the Lord. Because, see, this is really exciting. This is a hard time. It's been a hard season. 
but it's an exciting season because we're just evaluating everything. It's an opportunity to evaluate everything that we're doing and see why we're doing it and whether we should continue to do it or if we should adapt it or if we should add something new. And I just, I'm really excited for what the Lord has for us. I'm super excited that, that God has a plan and that he's going to move us forward. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for a new year and a new opportunity. We thank you that that's all the time with you, that we don't have to wait till the first of the year to start something new, but, but, but it's just an opportunity. We thank you and we give you praise for all that you've accomplished this last year. We thank you that, that you've shown us and you give us a glimpse that, that if we're a part of this thing, if we're committed to it, if we're moving in unison with what you're doing in your church, that we're affecting change all over the place in ways and, and in means that we never understood or even thought about or we don't even necessarily see. We don't see all the results, but we know that you're at work. And we know that, that even this little church can touch places on the other side of the globe, that we can make a difference for others, both right here in this, in, in this church body and outside in the community and, and, and on the other side of the world. We know, Lord, that you are limitless, that your power is, 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 is great. It's beyond measure. And, and so, Lord, we just pray that you would have your way, that you would do what you want to do through this church, through this church body, in our community and abroad. Lord, we just want to commit it to you. We want to commit ourselves to you. We want to walk with you. We want to go where you tell us to go. We want to hear from you. We want to have ears to hear. We want to have eyes that see this world and our community in the way that you do. And, Lord, we just ask that you would just continue to... Give us your vision. Fill us with your spirit, Lord, and use us for the good works that you prepared in advance that we might walk in them and that we might know the joy and the satisfaction of walking in those things. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.